Welcome to this episode of the Medical Affairs Professional Society podcast series, Elevate. I'm your host, Garth Sundam, Communications Director at MAPS, and today we're talking about insights to influence omnichannel with experts from Pfizer and Open Health. This interview represents the views of the participants and not their companies. Joining us are Nishal Patel, Medical Channel Optimization Lead at Pfizer, Robin Davis, Account Director at Open Health, and Ellen Sidal, SVP Medical Communications at Open Health. This episode is sponsored by Open Health. So we've at MAPS, we've talked about insights, we've written about insights, but I am fairly confident that we have not talked or written about insights specifically in the context of informing omni-channel tactics and strategy. And so... Uh, Ellen, I was wondering if you could get us started by talking about what even do we mean about insights in the context context specifically of omnichannel? Yeah, thanks, Garth, and thanks very much for inviting us to be part of this. I think, first of all, just to begin with, the process of gathering insights and utilizing them is by no means a new concept. We've long, and all of us on this podcast, have been using them to inform our strategic thinking and driving robust medical plans. But we have seen this change in our landscape recently and our thinking, this evolution in our thinking, how we approach communicating with our audiences. Mm-hmm. And it's bringing omnichannel to the fore, and it's really putting the audience front and center in terms of our thinking and our planning. And now when we're thinking about medical plans, we should really be integrating some of these omnichannel principles. And what does that mean? Well, I think, you know, you will have your med and objectives and you now need to weave in your audience needs and interests to align with that. So that's basically how we think about omnichannel. And it allows us to step away from this one size fits all approach to allow a bit more personalization. And in the arena of med affairs, it kind of allows for personalization with terms of, you know, providing meaningful and relevant educational journeys. Mm-hmm. And therefore, our thinking in terms of how we gather and use insights has had to evolve too, because we now really need to think about our audience needs in terms of how we weave this into our plans. And I think so. In terms of just looking at, you know, current beliefs and educational levels is one thing, but then we start to think about in terms of what is their channel preferences, what are their preferred ways of education, you know, their educational preferences and such. And these are things that then really start to make us evolve our thinking in terms of omnichannel okay. and such. Well, so is it true then if omnichannel puts the audience first, are insights the mechanism by which we learn to put the audience first? Robin, Michelle, what do you you think about that? Absolutely. I think insights are the way that we're able to really listen to our audience um, and understand what their needs are. So I think insights are fundamental to really building uh, more personalized content. I I completely agree. I echo your thoughts, Robin. Um, Also, I think insights also show us how our HCPs share information with their peers. We also understand um, how they communicate with their peers, how they educate their peers Mm -hmm. as well. So I think that's also an important uh, point to note that insights are not only 
there for us to kind of understand their preferences, but also for us to understand how our HCPs are communicating with each other. Oh, that's interesting. I'm sorry. Here, here's an uninformed question on my part. Um, I always think about omni-channel strategy as how medical affairs communicates with, um, you know, HCPs and and others, of course, other audiences. Is how HCPs communicate with each other part of our omni-channel plan? I don't want to take us into the weeds, but I got to know. <laughs> Is that well, I can, Yeah, I can take that one if that's okay. Um, so to me, when I think about omni-channel strategy, it's, you know, it's us kind of educating our HCPs based on their preferences and their needs, but it's yeah. also understanding how our HCPs uh, utilize different platforms, how they educate their own peers. Um, oh. And we need to understand that so that we're able to choose the right sort of platforms to put information out as well. Oh, so omnichannel is not just communicating between medical affairs and HCPs, but looking at how um, uh, information and messages that come from medical affairs might disseminate through the entire ecosystem. Okay, let's go back to insights. Sorry about that. Yeah. That was an aside. Okay, so what does it look like? We've we've talked about insights process and insights management before at Maps. I mentioned that, but what is the gold standard for insights? What generation and analysis in the terms of omnichannel? Um, Nishal, what do you what do you think? Great. Thanks, Garth. So I think um, with insights, you need to really have a balance of quantitative and qualitative insights. Um, You know, with quantitative insight gathering, there's different approaches that you can take. You've got things like surveys, which really allow that robust statistical analysis as you can obtain a large sample size. But then you've got uh, qualitative approaches, which which include things like interviews that really provide nuances and details that are often difficult to identify with the quantitative approaches. So I think you need a good balance of both qualitative and quantitative insights to really inform your omni-channel strategy going forward. Um, I also think that you need an accurate representation of your audience in terms of sample size, especially when you're doing insight gathering. Um, And you need to make sure that you're not biased, right? You need to have a very balanced approach, especially when you think about preferences of your audiences. What are their needs? You need to weigh up in terms of both quantitative and qualitative insights. Historically, you know, we've been getting a lot of uh, 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 qualitative insights from our field force, which are great insights, right? But you need to have a good balance with quantitative as well um, to really make sure your omni-channel strategy is as robust as possible. Could I get an example of a quantitative insight that would influence omni-channel? Sure. So um, from a quantitative perspective, you know, you've got things like um, surveys. So let's say you did an omni-channel tactic, right? Um, You could have a polling survey at the end of it, right? Um, And you could see, did you shift the educational need there? And that's a number versus uh, a qualitative insight, which is, you know, how did the HCP feel about this piece of information? Did they provide you with any feedback? Now is I'm wondering if um if 
if metrics across omni-channel channels would be a quantitative insight. Yeah, I'm thinking, oh, X number of people engage with our information via via podcasts and X number of people engage with our information via, I don't know, um, interactive web portal experiences. Are, are metrics in this case the same thing as insights or is there somehow a difference between those two? But a great question and something I was going to touch on as well, you know, looking at your um, kind of the performance of content you've put out there, your publication metrics, they do sure. give you um, almost clues or insights into um, pre- content preferences from your audience, you know, was the channel that you disseminated the data on um, reaching your intended audience, those things are also really important and can be fed back into your omni-channel plans as well um, and kind of give you a a measure of whether you need to change something or you could be more engaging to your audience using another channel, another format, for example. Yeah, I think, Garth, you also mentioned a critical phrase before where you said, give me an example of an an insight which will inform your omni-channel thinking or omni-channel plans. And I think the key word is influence there. So because when we when we think about insights and, you know, the wealth of data that we have available to us, I mean, we are now in a very data rich world and trying to weave what's relevant and what's not and what have you. We tend to focus a lot as well in terms of our insights on actionable insights in terms of our planning. So, um, I mean, they do what they say on the tin. So there is a lot of information, but we really want to focus on those actionable insights where, you know, it will inform an action or, or, you know, um, tell us about a response that needs to be made within our plans so otherwise we can get lost in the weeds there so I think obviously you then look at metrics and you look at the performance of of your plans and such but you can also start up front in terms of trying to look at those things that will make a difference. Interesting so it sounds like insights are one component of creating a more holistic understanding of omni-channel strategy that that may also be informed by um, metrics, which could be considered clues or insights, and could also be influenced by, oh, I don't know, I mean, the practicality of these these strategies as well. Um, I guess what I'm getting at is, are insights sort of the, the prime influencer of Omnichannel, and and what I'm wondering is if again, if Omnichannel lives and dies by putting the audience out front, are then in insights the prime influence on that Omnichannel strategy? Absolutely, um, great great question. So the way that we approach it, which might help kind of contextualize the way that yeah, insights can be utilized. <laughs> Um, we follow at Open something called the Open Approach. So when you begin your um, omni-channel plan, you would look at observing your audience. So that would be where you would utilize um, the wealth of of insights that you have, which might be from external sources. External sources. It could include your performance metrics on okay. content previously executed. You then build a picture of what your audience needs, um, mm-hmm. and you develop an omni-channel plan. Okay. You then execute on that plan, you get your metrics back, and those metrics can then be used to reinform that strategy. So it's like one big feedback loop yeah. where insights are kind of the driver to to create and also change that plan. 
as well. To create an awesome yeah. change. All right. Th yeah. Thank you. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> I was just going to so, I mean, insights are normally one of the first parts of the the planning, so the process, but it isn't it isn't iterative. So obviously the open process that Robin's just talked through, we don't, it's not a tick box, right? Insights done, move on. And actually insights then becomes a continuous piece, especially when you consider the fluidity of some landscapes, you need to be obviously still reaching out to um to all of your sources to make sure that your plans are still relevant or do you need to pivot or is there something else you need to adapt say there's new guidelines or such so um insights is usually one of the first things you do but then it becomes continuous right so not just in the creation of an omni-channel strategy but in the evolution of an omni-channel strategy and, yep. and that's a really good point especially in a landscape like omni-channel where things are changing at the pace of technology um i can see how you would need that continuous feedback all right so we live in this data-rich world we 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 can generate and analyze these insights uh using a gold standard approach what what does that allow us to do? What can we do now with omnichannel based on insights that we might not have been able to do back when we all started gathering insights in an Excel sheet by hand, you know, in 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 field interactions? Uh, Robin, what do you think? What what are what are the impacts of these insights? So Excel. Now, you know, with the technology, with what we're able to access about our audience, we do have a richer understanding um, than what we used to. But also the difference between how insights were previously used in uh, medical communications versus now in more of an omni-channel world. Mm -hmm. The goal, instead of delivering kind of the average of what everybody wants in a piece of content, you know, if you surveyed your audience, they said, you know, on average, people prefer, um, you know, video content and they want it to be five minutes long. What Omnichannel does instead is it will look at the segments that exist across the breadth of that data that you've um, mm. accessed and make the accommodations for the differences and how people want to learn, their differences in communication preferences, so format, length of content, the channels that they access information on, their data preferences, and can then deliver different content in different ways, which is right for that individual or that kind of segment that exists. So it allows more people to access more relevant content to them rather than just going for kind of the average of what people in a, a few surveys might say is their preference. That so makes ultimately scientific information much more accessible to our audiences and is a really powerful tool that we have within medical communications. Right, because we're not just speaking to one audience in medical affairs, we're speaking to many audiences. And even within, you know, our primary primary audience of HCPs, you're you're then using insights to segment within HCP profiles. Is let me just say, is that true? Absolutely, yeah. So you could look at one specialty and develop several segments that might exist within that one specialty and accommodate for all of their differences. Um, and that just allows you to provide much more relevant information to HCPs, which is much more vital now that we are in, in such a different landscape of how HCPs are time poor and how they're accessing information. Boy, this sounds 
It sounds complicated, Robin. I'm glad that you're implementing this and 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 not me because I can imagine this uh, tree or cascade of information flow, you know, from one poor publication, and and then it's got to go out into, oh, I don't know, you know, 72 different formats depending on uh, customer segmentation. Um, Nishal, is that sort of what what you see? in in your insights management and and is that challenging i mean can can you pull off super sub segmentation um i think that is a big challenge i think from our perspective obviously omnichannel is fairly new right to the industry i think from the learnings that we've done is we've kind of taken the approach of keeping segmentation keeping segmentation as simple as possible. Um, and then, you know, just building on that, right? You start off with maybe two segments and then you try and test out your journeys, get more insights that, you know, go go back into that whole segmentation omnichannel strategy. And then you segment further when you realize, okay, you know, X segment can use X channel because that's their preference. I think there's no point starting with multiple segments of, let's say, 10 different segments and creating 10 different omnichannel journeys because it becomes very challenging and very complicated, as you alluded to before, Garth, um, and it becomes difficult for your cross-functional team to really manage. When we talk about insights, you know, you're trying to pull insights from not just your field teams, right? You've got medical information, you've got your field teams, you've got real world um, evidence generation, you've got so many different ways of gathering insights. So um, keep my advice to everyone listening to this podcast is keep it simple when you're sort of starting off <laughs> and then start building that omni-channel house, right? So you start off with your foundational blocks and then you add to that as you um, as you evolve the, your omni-channel strategy. That's a really good point. And, and Robin and Ellen, from an implementation perspective, um, do you recommend starting with Oh, you know, say H- HCPs, maybe we just segment them into, you know, some of them are scientific leaders and some of them are are providers, right? And then you can look at further segmenting as you get further into the, um, I don't know, insights informed segmentation process. Or do you need to, do you need to write out your entire segmentation journey at the start so that you're not trying to rebuild things in a difficult way later? What, what do you think? Can you start simple or do you have to have the whole thing? No, absolutely. I think um, something that we know is our role is to make omnichannel achievable and accessible. I think what we've been talking about is like what's possible to do. The reality of what we achieve can often be very different. You know, omnichannel does require um, investment, but it is absolutely something that could be an iterative process. It okay. is a stepwise approach. You know, it's not something that you need all of the answers to begin with. Um, we also adopt a, a piloting approach so you can start with one audience or one market, mm-hmm. see, test and learn from that that process, and then utilizing your insights from that, also build and reform what you're doing. So absolutely, cool. it is the reality of it is a, a kind of iterative process rather than doing everything up front. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. It's, it's, 
it's almost like a regulatory um, clinical trial where you where you get everyone across that first finish line, and then you look at how to segment that um, for 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 later patient populations. Okay, so, sorry. <laughs> so I know we wanted to get into um, how these in, insights actually become part of the medical communication strategy, but that seems like another six podcasts. So I think maybe for today, let's leave it there. Um, so thank you to Nishal, Robin, and Ellen for joining us today. To learn more about how your organization can partner with Open Health, visit openhealthgroup.com. MAPS members, don't forget to subscribe. And we hope you enjoyed this episode of the Medical Affairs Professional Society podcast series, Elevate.